Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. So let's be honest. I've made a few money mistakes in my time. I'm actually not ashamed to admit it. So see, we're more alike than we are different. In fact, I've probably made a lot of money mistakes. If I'm going to be honest, more than I can possibly squeeze into this podcast episode. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And on this podcast episode, I'm bearing it all. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I'm sharing my top 10 money mistakes with you. So hopefully we can learn together. Shauna 
We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. So you've asked for it. You have written into me, many of you asking me to just bear it all and share with you some of my top money mistakes so that you can feel, I don't know, maybe a little bit better. I know when other people share their mistakes with me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing so bad. Like I'm actually doing pretty good. So I've received a couple of Ask Shauna questions in the last month wanting me to do an episode like this where I just talk about and talk through with you some of the things that have happened to me and, you know, maybe share some of the things that I would have done differently if I could do those situations over again. So this should be a fun episode. Money mistakes, they're just inevitable. Everybody has some. We just don't talk about them very often, but we should. We should talk about them. We should be at a place where we can openly admit mistakes that we've made or bad judgment or errors or whatever it may be without, you know, feeling any guilt or shame or people condemning us. Because I, I just feel like if we don't let money out from the corner from being this taboo topic, we're never going to be able to move forward. We're never going to be able to get to a place where we feel more comfortable with our money. And that's just a place we need to be because when we're in that place, then you can think clearly, then you can make good decisions. And even if you don't make a good decision, you at least can feel like you have a place to autocorrect from. But I think the thing about money mistakes is that they really can make you feel isolated. That's what I found. And honestly, a failure at times, and they shouldn't. I know I've done some things probably repeatedly several times over and over again. And each time I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I make that mistake again? Like, when am I going to learn my lesson? And I have to come to a place where I just let myself off the hook because some things are just going to be repeated over and over again. Some things are part of your DNA, part of your makeup. Not that you're going to make that mistake. That's not what I'm saying. But you're more inclined to be a certain way, either a saver or a spender risk taker, not a risk taker. A lot of these things are learned from the atmosphere that we grew up in and they're a little hard for us to break out of. I think it takes an awareness and once you have that awareness, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm actually not like that and I actually want to be like this. So you can start making changes. So my whole goal was to create this tribe and community where we can just talk openly about money mistakes in a way that allows us to reflect on things that we're not happy about but gives you in particular, the tools to throw away all that crap and move on to better stuff. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, every single person that I've worked with in the last 12 years has come with a bucket full of money mistakes. No matter what their salary is, no matter what their situation is, every person is laced with these things. So you are so not alone, nor is any money mistake you made an original, <laughs> which is important because I guarantee you, like, if you had this open conversation with people in your life, you would find that most of the errors 
that you've made, other people have made the exact same thing, maybe just a different version of it, but really some iteration of it. And you know what? We're all more alike than we're different. I know I say this a million times on this podcast, but I feel like it takes a million times for it to really sink in and for people to understand this about money. And that's why I like to bring you all of these different stories, all these different people on the podcast so that you can hear from them in so many different situations. And hopefully it can resonate with you and like really sink down deep into your core. So I wanted to open up to you about some of my money mistakes and just share with you and be honest and help you realize that if you've made any of these, you're actually a lot like me and I'm a lot like you and that's super cool. So the first money mistake, I mean, who hasn't done this, right? Backing up credit card debt. Yeah, put me in the corner. I'm going to raise my two hands in the air. I have done this one. We've all been there at some point. And honestly, if you haven't been there, you're going to get there. I, I just, you know, there's there's this trend, this movement, this fire movement. You've probably heard a lot about it of having no debt. And no debt is such a great goal. There is so much freedom in not having debt. But the reality of life is that sometimes things come up in life and they're going to dictate having debt. That's just the reality of stuff that happens. And sometimes having debt, it just makes a lot of sense. It makes sense to leverage somebody else's money rather than using your own money. And I know that goes against a lot of the trends that are happening right now in the personal finance movement, particularly with bloggers and things like that. And I'm not knocking on bloggers. I think bloggers are amazing and fantastic and wonderful people. But sometimes debt actually does make sense and not enough people talk about that. Sometimes cheap debt makes sense. Sometimes that is actually the smartest money move to make. But what I found running up credit card debt the smartest thing you can do is just have a plan to get rid of it. And I didn't have that for a few years when I was just swimming in a sea of credit card debt. But once I got a plan in place and a strategy, the debt started to get supercharged. Like it was getting paid off really fast. And then when I finally threw out like guilt and the shame about it, and I came to a place of realization that Everybody that I've worked with has debt. <laughs> a lot of my friends have debt. Family members have debt. Debt is a reality of living the life we're in. Now, of course, there's not so smart debt like credit card debt, which is super expensive and it really can be like this anchor holding you down. But then sometimes there's smarter debt. Maybe you got a low interest loan on a new house you bought or maybe a low interest loan on a new car. And I know cars, they're totally depreciating assets. I get it. I'm a finance expert. However, maybe it makes most sense sometimes that you get the low interest loan on the car and you put the cash you've got to work somewhere else so your cash is growing more rapidly than that depreciating car. See what I'm saying? Like, it's just how you think about all this stuff. That is what changes in you. Those little light bulb moments that go off, that's what can change a money mistake into something that is maybe not totally positive, but pretty positive. So number two money mistake is mindlessly paying bills. And I'm guilty of this a lot, especially when I get lazy, especially when I get 
off track and I'm just going through the motions of paying bills. You know, when I get back to a plan, a plan of daily money tasks that really keep track of my expenses, what bills are coming up, et cetera, you know, all that kind of stuff, planning for those those big expenses that come up each year. It's amazing the difference that it makes not only in my bank account, but in how I feel. There are times where I have looked at my bank account, particularly, you know, seven, eight years ago when I was rebuilding my life from losing everything in in a divorce, that I looked at my bank account balance and I was like, crap, it's not good. (laughs) That's not a very good number. I do not like that number. But I was coming from a place of a plan where I was doing these daily money tasks, like tracking my expenses, like making a concerted effort to save money, even if it was just a tiny bit of money, making good decisions about how I was spending my money. You know, was there a better way that I could use a coupon or an app or whatever it may be to do the same thing I wanted to do, but in, in be able to save a little bit of money? I just felt better about the number. And then those times when I got really lazy, when I got stressed out, when I got frustrated, when I got weighed down with anxiety and guilt and shame and all of those negative emotions, then I would look at my bank account balance, even if there was a lot in there, and I would freak out because I wasn't doing the stuff that I was supposed to do. And I found it that it works. It works really well when you move past the mindlessly paying bill part and you move into a, a, an empowered state of mind about your money. And I know it sucks and it's hard when you look at your bank account balance and you're just not happy with that number. Like you're working your ass off, you're doing whatever you can, maybe you're side hustling, and it just doesn't feel like it's making a big difference. If you come back to those daily money tasks, whatever they are for you, and you really dive into those each and every day, and look, you got to lace that with positive stuff. You got to lace that with positive thoughts coming in. You have to lace that with whether it's like a meditation app or some exercise or something that just calms your brain down, that stuff all helps. And I know it seems really bizarre. Like, how can that actually help me with my money? It's not going to put more money in your bank account. Absolutely not. But it's going to take your brain to a place where you're able to process better. You're able to look at things from a clear vantage point. And that helps you make better decisions with your money. Hope that makes sense. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. 
You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web. 
and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, guys, I am in love with Brooklinen. I wanted to upgrade our nightly routine and find sheets that just make me feel good every night. And trust me, I think the sheets really do matter. Sleeping on Brooklinen is like nothing I've experienced. They're breathable, soft to the touch, like a really luxury experience without the big markup. Brooklinen was founded in 2014 by a millennial couple, and they wanted to create the most beautiful and comfy home essentials without those crazy prices. In fact, Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world with over 20,000 five-star reviews of happy sleepers just like me and were even named the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have so many colors and patterns to choose from. I wanted to go with this whole gray motif of stripes and solids so it can really feel relaxing and inviting. But do yourself a favor, try Brooklinen because my Brooklinen sheets are honestly the best most comfy sheets I have ever slept on. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use my promo code MYMONEY at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that they're going to offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is just to use my promo code MYMONEY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot com slash my money. So money mistake number three, saying yes when I should have said no. Okay, how many times have I made this mistake? Oh my God. If I could count, there just probably isn't enough numbers for me to be able to add it up. And I, I'm, I'm really not going to say this is so much of a mistake, but I'm going to own up to it. So travel is totally my jam. I rationalize spending a few thousand dollars to travel when I know I should probably do something better with it, but I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with it if I'm sticking to my other money goals. If it's detracting from my money goals, which it has a time or two, then I do feel a little not remorseful because I'm never remorseful when I go on a trip and spend money, but I feel like <sighs> okay, maybe I should think about things differently before I do this again next time. So I really try to 
think about the money we're spending on travel in a really smart way. Like, how can I absolutely do this in the smartest way possible so that I'm maximizing points, so that I'm trying to get the best deal we're staying, so that we we do have some splurges in there, but there's a lot of things we're doing where we're not splurging. I really try to focus on it because I can't give up my travel. It's just, I I can't. And you probably have something in your life where you're like, sorry, Shauna, I'm not going to give that up. And that's cool. I'm right there with you. I'm high-fiving you right now. And you shouldn't have to give that up. But what I learned, like, in order to flip it from a mistake into a positive is just trying to figure out the smartest way to do it. But at the end of the day, I haven't been a person that has been amazing. I would not have like the gold star in balance. <laughs> There's been many points in my life where I am so focused on my goals that I just, I'm not good at a lot of other things. So I've learned that balance is really key and it can actually help you grow your finances and stay more committed. Because for me, when I go on vacation, I just feel more creative. I feel more relaxed. I get ideas. It just, things seem to flow for me. Maybe it's totally psychosomatic. And I don't care if it's psychosomatic, totally fine with that. But there's something that happens in me that changes how I feel. And so I'm okay with it. If I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to say yes to many more things in the future that I should say no to. And I'm okay with it. All right. So number four money mistake is actually two combined. So I made it four and five because I feel like it really is a doozy and there's there's a lot in this one. And that is accepting money roles in a relationship. So accepting whatever role you're in is the role you should stay in in a relationship. This is one I learned the hard way. So in my prior marriage, if I'm going to be honest with you, I just, I gave up. I allowed my ex to manage the money in a really, it was the best way he knew possible. And it was by his rules and his agenda. And I had set things I was supposed to do. So I'm not going to bash on that as all. It was just different probably than how I would do it. But I just, I honestly, like I gave up. I didn't want to fight about it. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to stress about it. I didn't want to know my numbers. I never looked at an ATM receipt. I didn't want to know. I had complete blinders on for years and years and years. And he was stressed out. And then when I finally realized that he might not be managing it effectively or, you know, that it was completely not a partnership, I was getting a divorce and it didn't matter. I had to look at the numbers. I had to deal with it. So what I learned through that experience is that you can always change roles and maybe you should change roles. Maybe if you're the most dominant person in the relationship and you're the one managing the money, maybe you switch it up occasionally or maybe you don't. Like maybe you're so comfortable in that role and that just makes the most sense to your strengths and weaknesses and your partner's strengths and weaknesses. So it, you know, it doesn't have to be one way or another. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that you can change your money role in a relationship and you can absolutely start today. And you can even change up your conversations with your partner and 
your outlook with your partner and whether you're stressed or not stressed, all of that, you can actively change. One thing I will say, and uh, I really want to stress this, is if you're the person like I was, where I gave up and I didn't want to be involved, you should at least always know your passwords and logins and create really a central document. Never take for granted your money role. Always make sure that you know at least what's going on in the finances and at least you know how you could access your money if you needed to access it. That's really, really important. So this time around, I was just did things differently. I'm super open now. Jeff and I have conversations around money. We have regular money dates. We have a dialogue about money. We have a just a good, comfortable relationship. It doesn't mean it's always easy or, you know, sometimes we have to talk about really hard stuff, but it's more of a place of respect for both of us and a respect for our roles and just like, okay, well, this is what I'm good at. This is what you're good at. And we're, we're good, right? We're comfy with this, but I want you to always know what's going on and I want you to always have input. I think that's really, really important. So number six money mistake is maybe this should be number one, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's thinking that money equals success. Have you been there? Have, have you been stuck in this money mistake? I learned this one the hard way. I'm I'm a real hard nut crack. So I think that I had to lose everything in order to learn this one and really learn this one. I hope that it doesn't take you that tough of a lesson in order for you to learn this. But what I found through it was something that I echo a lot on this podcast. And it really is just that money is a tool. It's just a tool. That's how you should see it. It doesn't define you. It doesn't make you more or less successful. Yes, you need money to get your goals. Of course. Yes, you need money to live. Plain and simple. There's no way around that one. But without money, you're still the same person. If you're not, then that's really where you need to reevaluate yourself because life will do it for you if you don't. And again, hopefully your your mistake lesson is not as severe as mine is. But I think that this is something, especially with the social media culture we're in, it's really hard sometimes, I know, to feel like you're worthy, like you're successful, like you're doing good when you look at other people's stuff and you feel like they have some secret that you don't have. Like they figured out something about life that you just, you don't have the code, you can't crack it. And I've been stuck there many times. I still get stuck there often and I have to shake myself out of it. I have to step away from social media often. I have to just, you know, refocus myself and remember that without those numbers, I'm still the same person. I'm still Shauna. I'm still got all the things that I like to do. I'm still a cool person. People still want to be around me. People don't care how much money is in my bank account or not. People don't care how successful I am or I'm not. And so that one was a really hard money mistake for me to learn. And it's taken me uh, so many years to actually learn this one. Okay, money mistake number seven. Negotiate for more, always. I have been lazy with new deals and new opportunities, and I can get stuck in the very female thinking of, I can't be worth more than this. And it has absolutely been a money mistake that has come up 
so many times for me. And it's so wrong because you can negotiate for everything. Honestly, you can. I, I've negotiated for more than I even thought I could have negotiated for in my life. You're valuable. Your money is valuable to your goals and you always deserve more. Okay, within reason here. <laughs> but you always deserve more. And this is especially for my female listeners that are listening to me right now. I need you to hear this message because it's really easy for us, particularly if we have a male boss or we're in a situation where we just don't feel particularly valuable. And this is particularly, I'm talking about in the career right now, that you could back away from negotiating for annual raises, for a bigger salary, all of those things, and you need not do that. They're not going to fire you if you ask for more money. They're not. They may tell you no, but they're not going to fire you. And what's the worst that can happen if you ask for it and you don't get it? All right, well, then you got some decisions to make. But there are also lots of things that you can negotiate for, whether it's travel stays, whether it's your cell phone bill, your cable bill, uh, the interest rate on your credit cards, the interest rate on a car loan. You can negotiate for so many things and it doesn't have to be this negative, salesy, well, whatever negative emotion it's bringing up for you right now. It doesn't have to be that. It's just asking a question. It's just making sure that you're getting the best price for what you're paying or you're getting the most value for what you're worth. So I've been guilty of that one a lot. And I go in and out of times where I'm really aggressive with it and then times where I'm just not aggressive. And those times when I'm really aggressive is when we just have more money in our bank account. Funny how that happens, right? <laughs> okay, number eight. Number eight money mistake is losing my vision. And I lost my way for a few years. Really, just really lost my way. I was unmotivated. My vision was fuzzy. I wasn't excited about things. I wasn't excited about life. And what I found is that you can't make smart money moves without vision and a clear head. They just, they don't go together. Fuzziness doesn't help you make smart decisions. So you got to do whatever you need to do. I went to therapy. I started going to yoga aggressively. I got acupuncture. I did what I needed to do to pull myself out to get my vision back. So whatever it is for you, therapy, talking to friends, exercise, anything that, that helps you get reattached to your vision, it makes a lot of sense when you're talking about money goals and making smart money moves and daily money tasks and all of those things that help keep you grounded and help keep you empowered with your finances. And at the end of the day, what I learned was that goals plus vision equal the direction you're headed. So without those pieces, you can feel really, really lost, like a place where you're like, well, I don't know what decision to make and I'm so confused and I'm just not going to make any decision. If you've been there, then I completely understand you. And so I'll just say, don't count yourself out. I lost a vision for a few years, but I got it back. I was really aggressive at taking better care of myself and finding a way back and I got it back. So you can get it back too. Okay, number nine, money mistake is not saving enough for taxes. 
Eh, this is kind of a boring one, but it's a reality. If you're a business owner, side hustler, whatever, like me, saving for taxes is key because we have to pay our taxes quarterly. That means four times a year. And if you don't, when you get your tax bill, when you file your taxes, you could be in for a world of hurt if you have not saved money. And one year, I just, I didn't save enough. I wasn't smart. I was in one of those years of just complete fog and I had to take out an interest loan from the IRS. I paid it off quickly. I paid it off within a year, but I really felt like I had failed. Like this is the worst thing I could have done. And it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing. I paid it off. All is good. Learn my lesson. And so what I did then is realize, okay, I got to have a separate savings account. I got to have a certain percentage every month that I put into it without even thinking. So what I came to was, this is what makes sense for me, for my business, for my finances. You got to figure out what makes sense for you. And I highly suggest hiring an attorney or an accountant at least just one year to help you refine this. But I save 25% of literally every dollar I make for taxes. I always end up having more money than I need for my taxes, but the money is there and I know it and I don't have to have one of those freak out moments. But, you know, if I had to go back and have another interest loan from the IRS, ah, so be it. It's not the end of the world. And so a lot of these money mistakes that I've gone through and that I've seen other people go through, I come to them with this place of, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that bad. We'll figure it out because everything you can figure out, you can figure out a solution for everything. If there's anything I want you to learn and, and really like sink down in this podcast is that you can figure it out. You can figure anything out. There's a solution to everything. I promise you that. Which leads me into money mistake number 10. And this was not being able to forgive myself. So if we're going to flip it on the positive here to end up this episode, I would say just forgive yourself always. Always work hard. Always negotiate. Always make more. Always be smart with your money. And when you're not smart, who cares? Tomorrow is tomorrow and you can do it better tomorrow. But don't let it run your life. Don't let that that number that's sitting in your bank account run your life. Don't let it tell you who you are. Don't let it tell you whether you're successful or worthy or not. Because it's not. It's just a number. It's just a tool that's helping you achieve those things that you want to achieve in life. That's all it is. Get rid of whatever mistakes are holding you back. So something really powerful I did was I wrote down all of my money mistakes. And I do this often. I come back to this because I find that the fear and shame and guilt and all that crap, it tends to bubble up to the surface eh, at least once a year. So I write everything out and I literally, I put it in my fireplace, I light a match and I'm like, all right, bye-bye, bye-bye to those mistakes. And I do whatever I need to do to eradicate them from my brain so that I can just come from my money in a positive place. Because you can't make decisions in a place of anxiety, in a place of fog. And I speak to this with complete honesty because I've been in this place a time or two in my life. And I know that it's the place where I've made the most mistakes because I just can't think clearly. So hopefully, hopefully we're still friends, even after I shared with you all my money mistakes. But my goal is that you see that 
these are things that people make all the time, but these are very, very common money mistakes or some version of these money mistakes. So you don't have to feel bad if this is you, if you resonate with a lot of these. Hopefully some of the suggestions I've given to you about how I've maybe changed my perspective might have helped, but I'm still I'm still learning. I'm still in in progress. I have not arrived at my destination. So I'm probably going to wake up tomorrow and make at least a few of these money mistakes over again. And that's okay. I think that that is just okay. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. I'll be back on Friday with a fresh episode for you to check out. But in the meantime, if you love this episode and you found value in the content we share with you, I totally appreciate it. If you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.